Welcome to the new reality edition of Bite Marks Cafe right here on Hawaii Public Radio, where we serve you the first bite of today's science, technology, and innovation. I'm Bert Lum, and today on the show, we're going to be catching up with Shanoa Fonsworth from Blue Startups. We're going to talk about East Meets West, and uh, she's also brought along a couple of companies from Cohort 15. Today, we got Brandon uh, Pullis. He's the CEO over at Arrow and Rom. Jaya Wickrama, and he's the Chief uh, Executive Officer at 124. And those are the uh, couple of startups from the Cohort 15. And I want to welcome you all to Bite Marks Cafe. Thanks for having Thank us, Bert. Yeah. Thank well, you. Good to have you back, Shanoa. It's been a, <laughs> been a little while. And, of course... <laughs> What you you do one you do one cohort every year or what you guys are what I I think I saw something about you know ten year anniversary. Yeah, yeah, we do one per year. We used to do two per year, uh-huh, but that uh-huh. was that was too much. It was either <laughs> drop to one or I was going to have to just quit. So <laughs> right, so I think we've been doing one per year for the yeah, last five years. Or maybe so. maybe so the that's first. That's why you get cohort fifteen and that's right. ten years. That's right. The yeah. first two years might have been too cohorts mm-hmm. <laughs> year and, yeah uh, that was crazy uh, <laughs> yeah that was crazy so so mm-hmm. maybe Chanel maybe start off by you know if anybody doesn't know over the course of the last 10 years since we've had you on what does Blue Startups do what exactly do you do Blue Startups is a venture accelerator so we invest in and mentor startups here in Hawaii mostly in the tech industry, but definitely have to have a global ambition. So these are companies that want to scale um, internationally from here. Mm-hmm. And we've now worked with 120 companies. Uh, they've gone on to raise over $500 million in venture capital funding. And and how would you perhaps describe Cohort 15? And, and you know, uh, before we get to uh, Brandon and Rom's companies, what is, how many how many were in cohort fifteen and what were the general maybe um, was there a common sort of topic or uh, let's say business focus for each one or or was it uh, pretty varied? Yeah, so we had eleven companies in this cohort, which is a lot for us. So it was mm-hmm. very busy. Um, we you were supposed to take up to ten, but but an eleventh guy snuck in there, <laughs> and um, really the the overarching theme here is. AI, artificial intelligence, okay. I think. And these seven out of the 11 companies were using AI in their solutions. So that is the, the phrase of the day, AI. Well, you know, you, um, I think, so appropriately picked a couple of companies that are actually based here in Hawaii. That's great. Uh, Brandon, why don't, uh, why don't you share a little bit about uh, what your company does, Arrow, Arrow with an E. Yeah, Arrow with an E. So Arrow is a highly secure file transfer app that uses hack-resistant data channels to keep confidential information off the cloud. We essentially eliminated centralized servers from file transferring. So when you eliminate centralized servers, uh, what the file transfer is basically from computer to computer, and there's uh, some exactly. security that you've built into the software that encrypts it in such a manner that you know even if it's going over the line, you can't tell what it is? Exactly. It's fully encrypted N10, 256-bit encryption. And and tell me a little bit about, uh, you know, what does the field look like? Are, are you pretty unique in this line of business, or are there any others that are doing something similar? 
I would absolutely say that we're unique. So every single managed file transfer app uh, on the market today uh, uses centralized servers. We've been the only company successful that we know of at this point in time that has successfully removed the centralized servers from managed file transfer. Mm-hmm. And and from uh, from a business model standpoint, what do you what do you basically build your business around? Is it a a sort of software purchase subscription? I mean, and and uh, maybe you can tell me a little bit about how you're uh, looking for uh, customers. Yeah, it's a standard SaaS pricing uh, subscription pricing model. Uh, we started with a, for enterprises, it's five thousand dollars base a month plus nine ninety nine per user per month. And uh, you pretty much uh, started uh, here in Hawaii. That's pretty good. Yes, I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and tell me, uh, maybe you can share a little bit about the genesis of of uh, uh, Arrow. I mean, was it something you did in the garage, or did you you know graduate with a computer science degree? What what kind of got <laughs> you to create this company? Yeah. So I mean, I, I was slingshotted through an entrepreneurial route. Uh, I. They uh, started in high school. Uh, I, w- I graduated from Punahou. Mm-hmm. Um, but while I was at Punahou, I, I worked at Monop, Hawaii. Uh, it's a venture capital firm. And then uh, through my years, uh, I started working on multiple startups, and I met my lovely team uh, at Arrow, Adam Pollan and Ariana Cianaro. And uh, we founded Arrow. Um, we noticed that managed file transfer platforms, every single one that exists today has been hacked. And the main reason is due to the fact that they have centralized servers. It makes them a target for hackers to consistently go after. Mm-hmm. And we thought the best way to to beat all these other companies is by removing that, that target from our backs. Well, sounds good. And I, I, I do want to talk a little bit more, and I want to get to uh, uh, Ram. And, and, of course, I want to get Shanoa to maybe give us a little bit of insight as to how you what what stood out with uh, both of these companies that uh, ultimately got uh, blue startups to pick them, but uh, Ram with the re- with the lovely name Jaya Wickrama, I gotta I gotta yeah, say yeah you it. nailed it I gotta you say it. it yeah because <laughs> you know if I don't say it I'll probably say it wrong the next time but you got a company called One to Four uh, and and tell me a little yeah. bit about what what does One to Four do yeah so the uh, the corporate name is uh, One to Four but the product name is Intent. Mm-hmm. Uh, which stands for intelligent content. Um, we essentially created the next generation PDF using video and interactivity um, for corporate documentation. Um, and the main uh, key reason is that the formats of corporate documentation, whether it's Word, um, PDF, or, or PowerPoint, um, are between 30 and 40 years old. And uh, an awful lot has changed in the last 40 years, the way we the way we consume information. Um, and in reality, millions of dollars have been spent, are being spent every month and every year building these very, very long, boring, mundane, um, linear documents that, that no one reads anymore. You know, 20, 30 pages of text, no one's going to read that. Um, so what we decided uh, was we were going to tackle that space um, and use all the, all the, all the facets um, uh, and the different types of uh, media that we that we use on a, on a database on a day-to-day basis and you know, how we all absorb and consume information um, which is essentially multimodal now so we use video we use audio we use um, uh, charts images and text all in one format uh, presenting the same material that would ordinarily be in a in a very very uh, text heavy uh, linear document 
And so are you kind of uh, pushing to create a, a, a standard uh, for this kind of multimedia, multimodal content? Yeah, um, in, in some ways, yes. Uh, but the, all, all the previous content, uh, uh, all the previous um, uh, formats were, were really email-based. So you, you email a PDF or you email a, a, a PPT. We're web-based, uh, which makes... Um, which really opens the door to the amount of information and, and the way you can read absorb, and kind of follow that information on an analytical basis. So um, we're, we're, we're a web-based document platform. Uh, I think that's the best way to describe it. And, and uh, you also are pretty much uh, based here in Hawaii. What was, uh, what was your sort of genesis story? Yeah, so uh, my, my, my story is quite long, but I, I'm Sri Lankan born. I, I grew up in I grew up in London. Um, I worked in London, then moved over to Singapore, where I started my, my first company, um, my first startup called uh, Origin, which is a, a private equity deal origination platform. Um, and over the years, eight nine years of running that, um, we noticed that you know this corporate documentation. Um, uh, a segment was 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 needing some help, mm -hmm. and uh, I started thinking about you know this problem and started thinking about the potential solution. Um, worked on a very very basic prototype and essentially spun that off from my previous company into into the new company intent. All oh, right, on. Well, okay, so I, I do want to uh, get to Shanoa and maybe kind of give her give her a chance to share her thoughts on how you guys uh, stood out and, and uh, became part of Cohort 15. But we're going to hold that thought. We'll be right back at this short break to continue our conversation with Chanel Farnsworth from uh, Blue Startups and the couple of companies uh, out of uh, Cohort 15. we got Brandon Pullis, CEO of Arrow, and we got Ram Jayawikrama, CEO of 1 to 4. This is Bite Marks Cafe. Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, whose contributors help Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributor Anchor Systems Maui. Welcome back. This is Bite Marks Cafe right here on Hawaii Public Radio. I'm Bert Lum. If you're just joining us, we're talking to Shanoa Fonsworth, one of our old friends from uh, Blue Startups from, what, 10 years ago, Shanoa? And, of course, mm -hmm. uh, we're talking about uh, cohort 15, we're going to talk about East meets West. Uh, she's also brought a couple of companies. Uh, and we're talking to Brandon Pullis from Arrow and Ram Jayawikrama from 1 to 4. And, of course, right before the break, uh, Shanoa, I was kind of, you know, sort of thinking about your typical annual process of, uh, you know, putting the call out to companies, putting, putting the applications together, getting probably many, many companies to respond and ultimately having a pick and in this case, you have to pick uh, eleven. How did the how did both Arrow and One to Four kind of stand out in your mind? Well, this cohort in general had some really great and experienced founders apply. I mean, Ram, as you just heard his story, mm -hmm. he's a second time founder. Um, so we're really lucky to get those kinds of um, people in Hawaii these days and talent has really multiplied, you know, we've seen an influx of talent here and people making the choice to live in Hawaii and build tech companies here. So um, that's great. And of course, Brandon being a, a local boy, it's awesome to see him um, combine forces with some real tech talent out of actually his co-founders are in Canada. Um, so, you know, that's the way business gets done these days, very global. Um, 
you know, you can live anywhere. You can build these companies from anywhere, and uh, these folks are building them right here in Hawaii. So this cohort had some really, really high-quality applicants for us to choose from, hence we ended up with 11 uh, Mm -hmm. because there were just uh, so many good applicants this year. So we're really seeing a a big shift, and I hope that will continue the trend of more and more experienced and talented founders making their homes here. So, so Chanel, I mean, what, what do you attribute that trend to? I mean, I, I keep hearing some of the, the dire situation of, you know, the exodus from Hawaii, the brain drain, the shrinking middle class. Uh, it's, it's encouraging that you're seeing maybe something that uh, attracts folks like Ram and, and, and Brandon uh, to establish their companies here in Hawaii. I mean, what are, what are you seeing from your perspective? I mean, what is it that's uh, drawing uh, these companies to establish here? Yeah, well, I think it started in COVID, right? You had a lot of kind of digital nomads who moved here and um, worked from here. And, you know, a good percentage of them are making Hawaii their permanent home. Mm-hmm. I think we've really, we've benefited from that trend. And there are, of course, downsides to it as well. And, you know, we have a, still a lot of issues here in Hawaii, you know, number one being kind of disparity of, of wealth and, and issues around that that we need to address. But as far as our little, you know, corner of the world where we're looking for tech talent and we're looking for um, companies that can grow, you know, based on their intellectual property um, and really leverage that from here, you know, that has really shifted in our favor. Um, primarily, yeah, because of COVID and uh, the shift kind of everywhere globally to remote work being acceptable and geography mattering, matter, matter, you know, mattering less and less. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and Ram, you were telling us star- us the sort of genesis story about uh, uh, one to four and, and your travels across uh, uh, a number of different uh, pretty high-profile places. How did you end up, uh, you know, kind of like planting some roots here in Hawaii? Yeah, it was uh, essentially what, what Shinoa was talking about. So um, uh, my previous company, as I mentioned, uh, I started off in Singapore. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it grew quite well and, and, and it did quite well. So we re-headquartered in New York. And uh, so my wife and I moved from Singapore to New York, and we, we were there for several years. And then COVID hit. And uh, um, New York became a, a pretty apocalyptic type of town. Mm-hmm. Um, and it didn't really have the appeal that it used to have. And, you know, we didn't have much that we could control, but we could at least control where we lived. So we got our heads together and thought, well, why don't we just, let's, let's take a, let's go to Hawaii for three to six months and, and just see how it goes. And uh, we did that. And, you know, over three years later, we're still here, and this is very much our home, and, and we've got roots here now. We've made so many friends. You know, meeting Shanoa and, and, and doing the program here has made a huge difference to us. So, so that really, you know, it was a, essentially a COVID move, um, but we, we decided to stay here because, you know, my wife works uh, remotely. Um, I, I work uh, remotely. I built my first company remotely as well. So uh, I'm used to this kind of format. And as Shanoa said, it's become much more acceptable these days to have these distributed types of, uh, um, uh, uh, you know, teams that, uh, um, that it became, you know, a, a really great balance of you know, life and work. Yeah, so that's, uh, you know, that's a great story, having the uh, opportunity to, 
you know, actually set up shop uh, here in Hawaii. Why, you know, it sounds like you've got quite a bit of experience uh, behind your belt. What was it that you wanted to gain from being part of a Blue Startups cohort? I thought maybe you could uh, maybe be one of the mentors already. <laughs> yeah, well, let's let well, yeah, let's see about that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it was uh, I uh, uh, maybe should ask Chanel about that, not not me. But um, but yeah, I've never been part of an accelerator before. Oh, okay. Uh, and uh, uh, you know, I built the company, my previous company, on a sort of a, a brick by brick basis, um, and that was fine then. Uh, but in Hawaii, we we didn't, you know, I didn't really have a network of um, uh, like-minded people. Uh, we, we had a small social network, uh, but that was really all. And I heard about Blue Startups, and the more I heard about it, the more I thought, well, this, this actually could be a really, really great fit and a bit of a, a springboard for the company uh, based here. And uh, we applied very late, um, in fact, the, the, the day before, and we, we, we scraped through um, just before the deadline. And uh, I was very happy to get you know a call back and then multiple um uh, interviews later accepted into the program so it uh, you know that that's essentially what what i was thinking in terms of what you know what would be what would be beneficial to us but but in actual fact it was much more than that the program was was, was such a such a, a well thought through program that offered i think every single one of us a, a, a different combination of um uh, very beneficial um uh, uh you know workshops and mentors and and you know accelerated us in all different ways, but in, in, in the same direction. Well, you know, we'll, we'll get, a, get a chance to have you uh, maybe pick some of the real kind of key takeaways as a result of the cohort, uh, cohort 15 experience. Brandon, so, you know, as a, as a local boy, you know, starting up a pretty cool tech company, uh, what is it that you heard about Blue Startups and what uh, drove you to, you know, be a part of cohort 15? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I heard about uh, Blue Startup <clears throat> through uh, my buddy King Rogers. He's actually my Rogers uh, nephew, mm. or sorry, cousin. Uh, yeah, he, him and I went to Puno together, and he recommended that I apply to the program. So, and here I am. Uh, I got in. I'm officially graduated Blue Startup. Sounds good. Well, you know, I think. Uh I, I do want to get a little bit of uh, the key, maybe takeaway that you've uh, gained as a re- result of being part of the cohort 15. So we'll hold that thought. We'll be right back after this short break to continue our conversation with Shanoa Fonsworth from Blue Startups. And uh, we've got Brandon Pullis from Arrow and Ram Jayawikrama from 1 to 4. This is Bite Marks Cafe. Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributors PCAT, Pacific Center for Advanced Technology Training, and the Rice Partnership. Welcome back. This is Bite Marks Cafe. I'm Bert Lum, right here on Hawaii Public Radio, HPR One. And if you're just joining us, we're talking to Shanoa Fonsworth from Blue Startups. And we'll get to East Meets West real shortly. And, of course, she's brought a couple of companies with her from Cohort 15. We've got Brandis, Brandon Pullis from Arrow. And we've got Ram Jayarikrama from uh, <laughs> 1 to 4. I got you know, I, I, you know, to stumble over that one at least once. And, of course, uh, right before the break, <clears throat> we were kind of talking about the uh, Blue Startups experience. And, and um, 
maybe Ram, what what, what were uh, you know like a key takeaway that you might want to share with us, uh, having gone through kind of the workshops and the mentors and the uh, good what thir- fourteen weeks of uh, <clears throat> the uh, Blue Startups experience. Bootcamp. Um, yeah, I think for me, I, I'm, I'm a sole founder. I was a sole founder for my first company. I'm a sole founder again. And, and a key benefit and a takeaway was, although all the companies in the cohort were, were really quite varied, our backgrounds as founders were very varied as well. The, the kind of stage where we were in, in, in terms of the evolution of each of our companies also varied. But we are all founders um, and we're all hustling and, and we're all on the same path. And I think that created uh, and creates a lot of solidarity, which was which was amazing for me because I hadn't experienced that before, and and, and that was a, a wonderful thing. Solidarity within the cohort members, um, and then sort of uh, solidarity if you go a, 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 a ring out of that with the mentors and the various workshops as well. And and everyone everyone's working towards the same goal, and you can really feel that. You can feel the energy, the problem solving, the brainstorming with your with your team members and your cohort members. Um, that, that's really, really positive energy, and, and, and that's, that's really useful in a, in a, you know, this is a hard path that we're on. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it can be uh, a very lonely feeling, so having the opportunity to, yeah. you know, meet others that are on the same journey, you know, that are like-minded, I think is a really great uh, experience. And, and Brandon, I mean, what, what were some of the key takeaways for you? Yeah, one of the main key takeaways that I, uh, I got from the program was, you know, I'm, I'm 23 years old. I'm young. I'm a lot of people out there that have a lot more experience uh, in entrepreneurship. And luckily, uh, Blue Startups gives, or gave us access to over 400 different mentors. Their, ne- their mentor network is absolutely incredible. Every single mentor that we reached out to, which was almost, uh, almost half of the 400, was willing, was willing to meet with us and uh, talk us through our customer discovery process. Uh, it, it's just a group of people that are so willing to help young, uh, young and old uh, entrepreneurs, and it, it was just a really great experience to be a part of. No, that's great to hear, and I'm glad you folks had such a positive experience, you know, going through uh, Blue Startups. And I gotta hand it to Ch- Shanoa. You know, Shanoa, you've been doing this for <clears throat> probably more than ten years, and <laughs> and I think your energy level on on supporting, you know, the uh, startups uh, that come through the program has. Uh, never wavered <laughs> you know you're still quite the uh energetic uh uh overseer of of all the you know kind of the the energetic young ones well they they energize me right Bert? i mean that's that's kind of the whole point i think <laughs> if i wasn't surrounded by you know young people doing amazing things then i would start to uh <laughs> wane i'm sure in my energy level but they they inspire me Teach me a lot, keep me, you know, sharp, and and so that that definitely keeps me uh, in, invigorated. That's great, and and you know, you um, have a kind of a, a routine where you go through the cohort, you have them go through the fourteen weeks, and then you take them to well, there's a there's a like a demo day here, but then there's also a uh, a big event that happens on the um, in the Bay Area. So, tell us a little bit about that, and and and. The next big thing that's coming up is uh, East meets West. Yeah, so we did just uh, finish up our, our final week of the program, the capstone, which we do in San Francisco, where we connect our companies with investors and mentors that we have in our network there. 
And then we host an in-person demo day to investors from the Bay Area who come out to to see the the latest crop of companies. Um, It's always a a great event, and, you know, our companies get a lot lot out of that. You know, the the Bay Area is still the epicenter of this industry, and Mm -hmm. it's really important for us to stay connected to that. yeah, now it's on to East meets West. No no rest for the weary, as they say. <laughs> for, mm-hmm. So, yeah, East meets West is coming up March 14th and 15th. Our companies will be participating in that, but we have a whole lineup of amazing speakers and um, participants for that two-day event, which has also been going on now for 10 years. We're celebrating our, our 10th anniversary of East meets West this year as well. So I'm um, pretty excited to to get that going and and all the planning that goes into it we're we're knee deep in it now so how many of the uh, companies from cohort 15 are going to be participating in east meets west well i don't know yet uh we do have a pitch competition which is open for everybody to apply Mm -hmm. but you know they'll have to get selected just like Uh, everybody else so the pitch competition (laughs) um portion we select five companies from the east so from Asia, mm-hmm. and then five companies from the West. I so, see. Right. Uh, they, you know, would certainly qualify for the five companies from the West, but uh, we'll see if uh, they pass muster here. Well, I guess Brandon <laughs> and Ram are going to have to kind of polish up their pitches, and then we we'll, yeah. we'll <laughs> hope to see them. Now, uh, in in terms of uh, East meets West, I mean, are you are you bringing in investors as, like you mm-hmm. know, like you have in the Bay Area? I mean, and and how is mm-hmm. that network? Has it uh, has it evolved? Has it changed? Is it mm-hmm. is it still as optimistic as it was before? Yeah. So yeah, we're bringing in some some great folks. Our you know good keynotes. So one of our keynotes is Chris Day, who wrote Blitzscaling, which is a book that he co-authored with Reed Hoffman, who is you know the founder of LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. So a uh, very big deal in the Bay Area. Very well known um, speaker and author. So we're really excited to have him as our keynote. Um, but he's also launching a fund, isn't everyone? So he's an investor as well. Um, so, and then we have a whole long list of investors that will be joining us. You know, really our best access point right now for these investors is uh, the program with the in, um, in the Hawaii Employee Retirement System. So mm-hmm. the ERS has a system called HITIP, which is, stands for Hawaii Targeted Investment Program. And the participating funds in that program are essentially required to come and look at deals in Hawaii, uh, which is great for us because when I ask them to come to East and West, they kind of have to say yes unless they just can't make it. So that brings a lot of folks here mm-hmm. um, that have checkbooks and can invest and are willing to meet with our companies. And even if they can't, not a good fit for investment. They can give good advice. We'll have VC one-on-one meetings that our participants can sign up for. Um, so, you know, the, the conference is still relatively small and accessible. We, we have usually three to 400 people there, which means you can still meet people and really make connections, strong connections at this event. It is not a 10,000-person type event where you get lost in a sea of business cards. So, you know, we really have some high-caliber folks coming in from both Asia and um, the U.S. mainland um, to, you know, that are here to meet with our companies and our founders and get to know the, the ecosystem here better. 
So Shanoa, where uh, where can people find out more about Blue Startups and uh, Arrow and and One to Four as well as East Meets West? Yeah, so you can always go to bluestartups.com. That's our website. Mm-hmm. You, that's always um, there. But you can also go to eastmeetswest.co for specific information about East Meets West. Sounds good. Shanoa Fonsworth is the managing partner over at Blue Startups. Brandon Polis, CEO of Arrow. We got Ram Jaya Rikrama from uh, 1 to 4. And of course, I want to thank them all for joining us today. And thank you for listening to Bite Mars Cafe. Join us next week. We'll talk to Ocean Networks about their cable landing and inner island fiber project. And of course, thank you um, for listening to Bite Mars Cafe. If you miss any part of this edition, you can find the podcast of tonight's show on bitemarscafe.org. Our engineer is David Chong. You can catch us on HPR One every Wednesday or anytime via the HPR app or your favorite podcast application. You stay safe. You stay awesome. We'll see you next week on another edition of Bite Marks Cafe.